This upcoming podcast is rated M for Mature. We use swearsies and talk about adult stuff. All contents herein are for entertainment purposes only, and all stated opinions, views, and jokes are those of the person making them and should not be taken as any sort of gospel. Listener discretion is advised. Welcome back to the Utah Outcasts, our uh, silly little show based out of here in the state of Utah, where uh, tonight it's being uh, hosted by people in many more different states that we have out there in the United States. Uh, this has been around for about six years, and it's I'm due any day now to have to face the consequences of some shit that I said in the past. I'm sure that I've said something in the six years that I've done this show that somebody's going to find un unsavory, and I will be canceled over it, so... I mean, that's not to say that, like, I don't try. I mean, if somebody came up to me and legit said, hey, hey, X, you did something stupid six years ago on the show and be like, probably, you know, <laughs> like, let's talk about this. Like, yeah, I shouldn't have said that. I fucked up. I would go on a fucking public apology tour about the whole thing. Just give me some more fucking subscribers. That's all I'm just saying. <laughs> give me the exposure. God damn it. I need it. So. Anyway, this is episode number 350 fucking eight. God damn, we've been at this for a long time. And I'm so glad to have you along for the ride. I'm your host, X, and joining me this week on my journey through the cultural zeitgeist that was this week is uh, we have uh, Sam Chaos joining us from the UK. We have HK Perrin joining us from uh, uh, some podunk town on the border of, of uh, Mexico and California. Sorry, I'm not going to give exact locations. I don't want to dox you. And we have the godless engineer who's going to be joining us for the first half of the show here. Hey, welcome, man. I appreciate it. Thanks for coming what? back. Oh, yeah. No, thanks for having me, guys. I, I wish I could stay on later, but I'm an old fuck and I get tired <laughs> rather early and I'm, I'm an hour ahead of y'all. So, yeah, it's already like, going to be. Oh, fuck. It's late. <laughs> Yeah. Wait, no, it's, you're it's it's getting on up there. You're a day shift drone too. Like you don't uh I work fucking swings, so it's like me, it's like ah, I'm just I'm I'm getting my I'm I'm nice and lubricated for the night now. I'm good to go, you know. So Yeah. Yeah. Uh let's see. Anyway, what, find what, us on what Twitch. What is this late you speak of? What is this late that you speak? Yeah, it's <laughs> what what is it? It's it's, it's almost half past 4 where you are. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Baller. That's that's all that is right there. Like Sam's like bed. Pfft. What's sleeping? <laughs> but then again, I yeah. know that you're always on late because I've caught you in many after parties with Neil the 604 Atheist amongst other people and Mikey Famine and everybody. Yeah, else, like so. 7 fucking a.m. <laughs> yeah, you're like, ah, I should probably try to sleep. Oh, <laughs> uh, let's see. Let's, uh, find us on Twitch, uh, Utah Outcast. Uh, we have the new YouTube, YouTube channel out there. It's just Utah Outcast because I turned the old one into an archive. Why not have two uh, channels of revenue? Because I've got 2,000 videos out there. Somebody's going to click on something every once in a while. So let's set up the new one and try to get more subscribers. So find us there. So uh, that's great. Uh, let's see. What's going on with you guys this week? Anything uh, Anything in particular going on with you? Uh, I I'm going to go ahead and get started. I've been playing a lot of video games this week, and that's rare for me. Like, I love video games. I fucking lo I've always been a gamer. Love playing video games. But I'm finally catching up on my Steam backlog. So... I picked up a near Automata uh, a couple years ago when it was on sale, and it's a SquareSoft, you know, um, it's a hack and slash uh, RPG kind of thing. It's a good game. I, I didn't realize when I was first playing it that there were like 26 different endings to this fucking game. So I was like, OK, well, 
I'll play for 30 hours and see how many I can get. And I got the like the four or five good innings that you're supposed to get. And I'm like, that's good enough. That's good enough. I don't need to worry any more than that. It's fun game. I mean, it's not something that everybody's going to like, but I happen to like the stories where you question humanity. You know, what what is humanity? So like Blade Runner, where you question like, is a replicant actually a human? You know, that that kind of thing. I, I like the, the philosophical question of what makes something alive, you know, so... That was a good game to play, and I I finished up Doki Doki Literature Club, which <laughs> oh boy. Okay, first of all, I'm not giving anything away by this. There's for a game as cutesy as this one appears to be, it appears to be one of those um uh slightly hentai-ish kind of like dating sim you know <laughs> romance game that you would play. It's got some fucking twists, man. <laughs> yeah, it gets one of those mature tag on Steam. Well, okay, so when you boot up the game for the first time, and this is the newest version of it, where it says, "Hey, just letting you know, uh, before you play this game, this is absolutely not for kids or anybody that is uh, underage." And it says, "There are certain psychological triggers that happen in this game. Would you like to know which ones they are?" And then it says spoilers, like in parentheses. And I'm like, oh, fuck, what am I getting myself into? So, yeah, uh, if you have any ideations of uh, self-harm or if you have had abusive parents or, uh, you know, uh, there's just a lot. Or you had like a uh, an ex that, you know, wanted to live in your skin kind of thing. Definitely not the game for you to play. There is no happy ending to this game. I'm just telling you right now, if you're going to go out there and say, oh, well, hey, I'll play this for 10 bucks. That's great. It's a good experience, but fuck. <laughs> I was not expecting that at all. <laughs> Props to the devs for listing the triggers right at the beginning. Yeah, absolutely. I'm like, well, that's that's great. I should have listened to them. <laughs> I'm like, no, I can handle it. I'm a I'm a man. I can do this, guys. I'm good. So <laughs> that's been my week. I, I've been doing that plus trying to catch up on some anime that I've been missing out on. Uh, you know, I'm just a giant weeb finally getting to the age where i can actually enjoy being the nerd that i've always wanted to be so oh thanks sams i appreciate that thanks for the uh the subscribe there or the the following sorry okay uh what about you guys what have you been up to this week don't make me pick on somebody i will i'll call you out by name well, um, so go ahead oh, go ahead uh oh, i've been job hunting primarily um <laughs> which is really fun when i have uh autism and my, some of my sensory issues mean I struggle with pub work and I can't do supermarket work, but I don't have a degree. So what options do I have? So your CV is um, pretty light then, right? <laughs> yeah. So honestly, I oh, the best I can hope for is like a quiet pub somewhere. But um, besides that, I have had a... Uh, a virtual date with one of my partners who lives across the country um and i have pissed off a few christians <laughs> because i mean it's um, not hard to gestures do gestures gestures vaguely in dirty pagan uh, they they didn't like my necklace <laughs> did you tell so, them that, that's all it takes these days are really? you in like theirs <laughs> Oh, they weren't. See, really weirdly, they weren't wearing a cross necklace. I would have expected them to. Uh, but I, I told them uh, that um, their god is fine by me. I just think he's a dick. Like, okay, cool, <laughs> whatever. 
He's like literally the most evil character in any literature because he killed everyone. Except for like, like no other character people. has done yeah. that. See, oh, I, are you guys familiar with the um, Gnostics? The ones who know things? Because there was. Sorry, uh, I'm looking at basic no, uh, interpretation of what that uh, means. So, um, Gnosticism is a branch off, well, several branches off from Christianity, but this particular branch of Gnosticism that I'm referring to effectively sees Lucifer as. Uh, the hero of the Bible. Oh, Luciferians uh, like, then, pretty much at that point. So, Where, uh, well, not really, because most Luciferians will ignore Yahweh and say not really existing, but they say Yahweh is the devil, and and the Bible was written by Yahweh as just a book of complete lies, and you have to reverse everything in the Bible to get to the truth. Well, shit. There goes um, my idea. I thought I was onto something new. Damn it. God damn and- it. <laughs> So, and there was this Gnostic street preacher, like, a minute's walk away from this guy, and I was so subtly tempted to introduce the two of them. That's if wild. If you read the Bible, that would really make sense, because, like, hey, the, the bad guy the wrote Bible the story. not really the bad guy. <laughs> yeah, I mean, one only has to look at the fucking story of Job and realize that Yahweh's a fucking prick, man. <laughs> Yeah. Oh yeah? I'll show you the I have a I have a supporter better than anyone that you got. I'm gonna fuck him up. <laughs> <laughs> and like look at the story of like Lot's wife. Uh, where like you're don't leaving turn around. your home. Don't like, fucking turn around, goddammit. Your home. <laughs> All you do is turn around and glance back at home and poof, you're a pillar of salt. <laughs> that one always threw me off like having just lost his wife. Gets all drunk, and what do his daughters do? I, I don't know. Why don't, you, why don't you tell me what this daughter? Hang on, let me unzip my pants. Tell me what his daughters did. <laughs> uh, God approved of what they did. <laughs> yeah, but he fucking smited Onan for like pulling out. You know, come on, man. <laughs> at least be like, at least God in the Bible. At least be like consistent with your shit. But he's not. Man. <laughs> He's, he's not even consistent with like the one thing that Christians say he's super consistent at is like free will. They say like, oh, well, God doesn't mess around with free will. But it's like, what about in the story of the of Moses and the Pharaoh when Moses is like, hey, let my people go. And the Pharaoh's like, yeah, OK, I'll do that. And then God's like, no, no, no you won't. I need to punish you. Yeah. And he <laughs> the, his heart. the other the other big one that they seem to think they're really consistent on, but they're not is whether or not the Bible is polytheistic or monotheistic. <laughs> <sighs> Jesus Christ. So, okay. So that's been your week, Sam <laughs> trying to find yeah, work. Pretty much. <laughs> uh, GE, I thought you were going to chime in there for a second about what, what you've been up to for the week. Yeah. So, I mean, I've been playing, um, I've, uh, I've been playing some video games. Yay. Uh, what games? Been, <laughs> well, I've been trying to get back into Assassin's Creed Valhalla a little bit. But also, um, Deathloop came out, and oh, so I wanted I, to get that kind week. of. Yeah, it was. Uh, it, I mean, so far it's been pretty good. Um, it's it's an interesting uh, game. Uh, the, I, I think they handled the whole resetting the day mechanic pretty well, mm-hmm. and so it it makes it pretty interesting. I'm uh, I'm I'm very interested to see how it all plays out. So uh, right now I'm playing because like with the game, you can either play it. 
on um, single player mode where it's just, you know, you uh, or you can play it online where other people people can, can like, drop in and try to murder you in that one. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, so I'm I'm opting not to do that uh, initially. <laughs> hey, I'm I'm single player all the way. I don't have time for fucking online play against people. That's one of the things that's holding me back from doing more Twitch stuff out there. Is like I can't stand the public. <laughs> <laughs> hey, except for you guys on Twitch, I love you guys. Hey, I'm winking at you. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> so my week you- has been much more boring uh, compared to all your guys week uh much more boring than been, than me being chubby and drinking too much and playing video games how can it get more boring oh than that? so Come much on, more man. boring than that i have been migrating the second one of my software libraries to typescript Ooh. and i finally released the beta at the beginning of this week after like working on it all week last week and then immediately i started getting like 10 new issues, like new bug reports a day because there were so many things that I missed. Oh, I'm so glad that my, I only have to deal with software shit at the day job. I don't have to do with any of that stuff at home. I don't have to worry about any of that <laughs> stuff. I, I, I was Apple for a while. I went, I, I finally went back to windows to do just about everything else because Apple just didn't. Uh, but, Oh, someone, yeah. Someone filed a bug today. They were like, this doesn't work. And I was like, oh, let me try it locally. And it worked locally. And then they came back and were like, oh, apparently it's Windows only. And I'm like, all right, cool. You're on your own then. Because I literally don't even have a Windows machine. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. So that's what we've been up to for this week. Uh, let's go ahead and hit the uh, the first of the headlines that we have out there. And since we're talking about uh, Linux and everything, that's going to be kind of interesting. There's some buzz on the internet right now about the uh, the Cucks. I don't I don't know if you've heard about this yet. It's spelled Q U X, but it's pronounced Cucks. Yes, it is. It is being produced by a right wing shitbag. And so it's a mysterious gadget being marketed at the MAGA crowd. It's got an Indiegogo campaign and it went into orbit with more than a thousand people apparently ponying up one hundred and seventy thousand dollars to pre-order one of these things. Uh, Here's the here's the blurb from the website. The brainchild of former InfoWars reporter Millie Weaver. And she's a peach. uh, The Cucks has succeeded in spite or of of or because of that lack of specificity Jesus Christ that's a hard word uh raising more than $170,000 on crowdfunding uh with a promise to create electronic quote unquote portals free from censorship the cucks is coming whether anyone involved knows what it is or not okay so <laughs> I don't know what the fuck this thing is though. The cucks looks like different. a whole lot of bullshit. It it is a fuck. It is a grift. That's what this is, you know. Yeah, that sounds like they're trying to just sell people something. I'm mean, not going to tell you what, but something. Okay. In essence, here here's here's what the article says. It's a box that turns your TV into a smart TV, or replaces your built-in smart TV functions. So a Roku or an Apple TV. Or a ca- cable box, or <laughs> you know what? I I have one of those. It's called a Raspberry Pi. Yeah. <laughs> you know, also the uh, Google has put out there uh, a new updated uh, Chromecast that does that as well. 
it uses Google TV. So it seems rather ridiculous. It is. <laughs> so and like really if if they want to be like true to uh being free from censorship, like there's one way to go somewhere that's free of censorship and it's the what are they called the dark web. And that's not somewhere <laughs> you, you want to go. You, or you, you know you could, you could just turn off the goddamn internet and watch everything on DVD at this point, you know, or or Blu-ray, whatever yeah. you're going to use. Uh, let's see. The Cux looks different in the marketing photos and promo video on the Indiegogo page. Rarely a happy sign of what's going on, but each closely resembles a generic Linux TV streaming boxes that you can buy wholesale from a factory. Uh, this listing has one with the same rough dimensions and a port layout of about $4.90 a box. But the wording implies that it's just for a sample. If you want to buy lots for resale for customization, try about fifteen fifty a box. So if you have about a thousand people raising one hundred and seventy thousand dollars, that means you're spending about one hundred and seventy bucks on this, or one hundred and fifty bucks ish on this box. That's something that somebody is already buying for at least fifteen dollars wholesale. Or it says here that you can buy these gadgets for thirty bucks on Amazon, and they could be primed to your door in two or three days, albeit without Tommy Laren's YouTube channel pinned to the home screen. That's what our problem is. We just need to make a fucking cable box where people can watch nothing but my own content. You know? <laughs> you know what's sad is this is not even the first time that someone has taken this exact same tactic. Just buy cheap electronics from China and market them to the MAGA crowd. Oh, yeah. It's the Freedom Phone so, that we had recently. Yeah. <laughs> uh, this reminds me of Soldier Boy's gaming system. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> I remember that. <laughs> but he made a fucking grip of money off of that, though. That's the thing. You're like, there's no shame in grifting. You you got the fucking money, man. <laughs> well, you see, I, here's what I don't understand about that situation is that, like, his ga- quote unquote gaming system was just a really poor, poor, poorly executed emulation hardware where it just emulated like systems and games and it it was just it was a really poor emulator i don't know why anybody would pay money for it yeah it was just like a retro pie in a box that that had his name on it mm-hmm. so anyway the um these devices offer performance roughly on par with the lowest end roku or chromecast you know we kind of already called that one there which are sold in the about 20 to 40 dollar range Unlike the name brand offerings, though, they come with no support and no promises of security. <laughs> so the uh, the other design, as seen in the marketing video, has the port layout of wholesale knockoff Xiaomi Mi boxes, which is a more rounded style, but it's much more of a muchness at the low end of generic set-top box. So uh, given that censorship and privacy are the watchwords here, uh, here's a quote here. Determine the future of future of digital freedom and a new secure intergalactic virtual network. Fuck your marketing campaign on this one. Are you kidding me? <laughs> Did they lay a wire to the next galaxy? Man, we don't have the fucking budget for that. You know, you know how expensive that fucking oh man. You, you thought there putting the cable you think putting the, the cables on the Atlantic costs a lot of money. Just imagine how much it would cost to run that to the next the next system. Jesus Christ. <laughs> we had to har- look, we had to harvest the entire sun, but we did it. 
We got there. You can now talk to we Andromeda. We could have built the Dyson Sphere. <laughs> we decided to make a cable that goes to the next galaxy, even though that <laughs> that transport of that electron still would be limited to the speed of light. And so it would take a good couple of years for that message to get across. It's got about a, a 200,000 year round trip, but uh, don't worry about that. <laughs> I'm sure we'd all love to hear Team Cux's plans to audit the hardware and firmware of a product manufactured abroad. Uh, the consequences can be dire, as it says here in this article. If Millie Weaver's name rings a bell, it might because she's an InfoWars correspondent. She and her boyfriend, named by News 5 Cleveland, and I'm not going to give his name, who cares, uh, were both charged with A, robbery, B, tampering with evidence, C, obstructing justice, and D, domestic violence in an alleged altercation with Weaver's mother, though the charges appear to have been since dropped. Um, this guy could be found on Twitter furiously defending the Cux's honor, which just makes me laugh. Whoever wrote that article, you're like, yeah, I know why you put that last <laughs> little line in there. You're funny. I get it. So <laughs> It just makes me laugh yeah. that there's so many consumer electronics that people are buying from China and playing them off as there's some sort of like next level amazing fucking hardware. But enough it, about it Apple, feels... you know. <laughs> Sorry. It, it just feels Sorry. like they're all trying to just be Wish. I have never bought anything off of Wish or Alibaba because I just I don't know how it would turn out when I finally received it. Like. Don't get me wrong. There's nothing more than I want in my life right now than the Simpsons Lego house. I meant to buy it when it was a kit a while ago. I never got around to it. It's currently unavailable because Lego scarcity is a fucking faked product of uh, of capitalism. But I could go on uh, Alibaba and buy it for like 80 bucks, just like you could buy the, the Lego Death Star, which normally costs you like 600 bucks. You can get it for a good price there. I just question whether everything's going to actually fit together. And I also question whether I'm not going to get, I'm actually going to get all of my parts that I need to put the thing together. There's nothing that pissed me off more than trying to build something and be lacking on one little piece. And you think that happens with Legos every once in a while, but uh, usually it's just your own stupid fault for letting that, that little gray piece fall into the carpet somewhere. And you're having to search for it with your hands on your knees. You're like, fuck, where'd I lose that piece? God damn it. I need that one by one. Where'd it go? <laughs> I need that one stud. Where's where the shit? So anyway, uh, moving on to the next item. Uh, we have Mike Lindell. And if uh, if you guys have paid any attention to this asshole, uh, you might realize that he is. Uh, I think he's starting to lose more money. I, I think he's finally ha has spent himself <laughs> into a hole. I, I honestly think that he's um, he's already facing the lawsuit with him uh, talking about Dominion voting machines. Uh, he's he's facing like a two billion dollar lawsuit, lawsuit there yeah he had to sell one of his own private planes for this which i don't understand how anybody who sells betting materials can mi have a private plane jesus christ man <laughs> anyway so he is currently begging fox news to start airing his ads again but the uh, the network is currently refusing to do so so my pillow ceo mike lindell angrily pulled off all of his ads off of Fox News earlier this year after the cable news network refused to air his ads claiming to prove voter fraud in the 2020 presidential election. So they didn't cancel him. 
He canceled himself off of Fox News and said, I'm taking my ball and I'm going home and smoking some crack while I'm getting there. But no, he's uh, he's decided that he's not going to spend any money on Fox News anymore. And now he's been trying to reach a deal to get my pillow ads back up on Fox. But the network so far has refused to budge. Maybe it's because you're <laughs> shilling your products on uh, on uh, Infowars and uh, many other right wing publications that you have out there. No shit. Like Alex Jones just recently got a uh, an endorsement deal from him. And so it's man, it's fascinating. I listen to way too much Infowars for somebody that shouldn't be paying attention to this shit for their own mental health. So uh, let's see. In fact, the publication writes uh, that Fox News has rejected Lindell's ads multiple times, including as recently as this past Monday and Wednesday of the week that I am recording this. So recently <laughs> they've said no. They Fox has turned down money <laughs> to keep this guy away. <laughs> I feel like they don't need his money, though. I mean, honestly, after after the, everything else, Fox was sold to Disney. I don't think that Fox needs to worry about any kind of cash flow for quite a long time because they they get they got to keep the news part of it as a separate, wholly different branch. So, I mean, they're they're riding high off of that Mickey money, so that they're going to be good for a while, which is sad. But at the same time, we're going to have to deal with it. So the only way you can deal with it is by laughing at it, I guess. So uh, let's see. Lindell has been trying to get back on uh, get out Fox to air ads about his Frank speech social media platform. And has anybody gone to look at this thing? I I spent all of a minute looking at the website and I'm just like, this looks like a hellhole. I don't want to go into this place at all. <laughs> this is a portal to the face of Satan himself. I, I don't want to spend any time with this website because I, I looked at Parlor for a good day or two. And I was just like, is it a- it's as bad as Gab, you know, yeah. when Gab first yeah. set up. In- I was going to say, is it as bad as Magabook? Uh, <laughs> Magabook? Yeah, I remember That's Magabook. a thing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, that's a thing. <laughs> I made a Magabook account specific. Uh, I think I made it on a stream with Neil at one point. That was fun. Just just to have Looking fun around. with it, right? Oh yeah. No, no, I fucking. Oh talk. yeah, no. Just just, va- just just vaguely an anarcho-communist. The Magabook crowd <laughs> don't tend to like me. <laughs> no, as long as you're not sincerely going, we need to make America great again as a citizen of the UK. <laughs> 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 okay, so um, let's see. Frank speech, but the network has been rejecting them because the ads also promoted Lindell's cyber symposium. <laughs> <laughs> so he had that conference uh, about a month ago. I think it was mid-August when that one happened, when I was on vacation and I got to miss all the goddamn live streams that were happening for that thing. And I missed all the fun stuff. There's sometimes where you have FOMO where you're like, okay, this is not real. But, you know, I missed being able to bag on the cyber symposium because it was great. Like, never mind the evidence. We need to talk about this stuff over here is a real thing that they were talking about (laughs) at the cyber symposium (laughs) that was going to somehow put Trump (laughs) back in office. (laughs) Oh, that's rescheduled. They're going to do that next month. I thought that was today. You know, we, we kind of talked about it a little bit today. It was it was going to be today, wasn't it? Oh, no. Today was for the January 6th people. Like, uh, as we said with Moses, let my people go. Um, they, they, they didn't. You It'll know. be soon. Yeah. 
I, I heard nobody showed up for the the protest thingy today. I saw lots of fucking food trucks on the National Mall. <laughs> he should, he could have sense. at least got a funnel cake out of it. <laughs> well, um, the, so I'm, be, I'm being told very few people showed up. Not that nobody showed yeah, up. Yeah, it was few. it was about thirty reporters per <laughs> protester that showed up. <laughs> yeah, from like what I saw, it was like maybe like 150 people total mm. like including so the reporters invading area 51 again hey that was funny <laughs> as shit man everybody Except talking about even dumber naruto running <laughs> to get to the front of the line. <laughs> and apparently mike lindell moved the date for trump's reinstatement to january 1st 2022 you know, let's just go ahead and keep moving those goalposts. It's almost like every Christian debate that I've ever had. It's like, no, 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 no. Okay, we need to go ahead. Okay, you're right here, but we're, we're going to move this back a little bit because, you know, that's the easiest way that I have to get away from your thing that you're talking about here. So uh, let's see. What did uh, Lindell said that he agreed to cut any reference to election conspiracies from the ads, but Fox still would not air the ads to this Frank speech social media platform. They denied that one anyway, he complained, according to the Daily Beast. We got a message from them on Monday, September 13th, that they did not like the content of frankspeech.com. They went from not liking the content of the ad to not liking the content of the website. Maybe because like there's a there's a shitload of Nazis and violence on your Frank speech <laughs> platform, man. Fox won't air my ads for willkillyourdog.com. <laughs> they so, said it's not appropriate. Oh, it's it's not family friendly. <laughs> <laughs> you know, unlike Tucker Carlson, where he's like, oh, the, the vaccination is a hoax. You know, that's not real. You know, uh, Lindell, however, seems determined to get back onto Fox News and vowed to keep creating ads. I mean, I've seen some of his ads. It's not like they take a lot of effort or work to cut and create. I mean, I'm not going to blame him one bit for that because that's exactly what I do on my YouTube channel. You know, the least amount of work possible to get the most exposure. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So moving on, uh, should we talk about Mark Milley? Does does anybody care to talk about this guy? Uh, he's the He's the general that was uh, behind the uh, the scenes to reign in the former president in his final days of office. And we're going we're gonna to get into it here for a second. But is anybody else tired, really fucking tired of finding out details of how our country was ran or is running from books that people have put off for months for letting information get yeah. out there? Yeah, I, I mean, I'm kind of tired of it. I mean, I get it. You have to hold some stuff back if you want to sell something. But like Bob Woodward, Bob Woodward held back on Trump, you know, downplaying COVID for months in order to sell his book. Like you could have led with that months ago and saved <laughs> a whole bunch of lives, man. <laughs> Yeah, well, I mean, uh, really what a great country. He said anything. <laughs> I mean, I mean, it's just proof that to those people, money is more valuable than lives. I mean, and, and so, like, don't buy the books in in this country. Is it not though? I mean, that's that's the thing is that we greed is good in this country, and 
I don't know how yeah. I don't know how you're supposed to train or teach anybody that you shouldn't be an asshole to other living people. I mean, <laughs> I don't know how to something, how to teach somebody. I don't know how to teach somebody how you should care for other people besides yourself. You know, it's it, we need well, to have empathy training in school. I think because there's a lot of people where it's like it's not happening to me, not in my backyard. Therefore. I don't care. It's not real. You know, it's hard. It's hard to, to, to come up with anyway, back to Mark Milley. We're just going to, I'm just going to cut all that fucking out. We're just going to move on to this thing. (laughs) So, uh, Trump biographer, Carol Lennox, uh, broke down the new revelations about Mark Milley's efforts to, uh, to rein in the former president in his final days in office. You have a lot of reporting in your book about General Milley's concerns about the former president. Uh, He met with the general chiefs about how you handle any orders they feared could come from the commander in chief, said the anchor on uh, Anderson Cooper. What do you make of this new reporting? And she says, you know, Anderson, I think it pulls back to an important layer of the onion. Okay, first of all, I, I get where the conservatives are coming from when they're saying that this is treason, this whole thing that he that Mark Milley did. Because the president is the leader, uh, he's the commander in chief of the military. I I get their outrage, but at the same time, when you have the one hand full of shit at, that we have here with with Trump, and then you have the other one where it's Mark Milley going, "Please, China, don't attack us because we have a crazy fucking president." <laughs> Let's not start a nuclear holocaust based on the fact that we have an unhinged guy in the White House. Versus the yes. other guy that's re- ready, ready and willing to start some shit at a moment's notice. You know, it, it's it's really hard to weigh the two against each other. In one, you have a handful of shit. In the other one, you have nuclear holocaust. So <laughs> it's really tough. Uh, anyway. I mean, there is the definite like- possibility that the Republicans are just pro-nuclear holocaust. <laughs> I mean, going back to... Why would that make sense of things? I've... I've been around since reagan that's something that's always been on the plate you know that's most everybody before reagan hit office was like absolutely not never going to happen it's not something we want to do but when reagan came around he's like fuck it star wars bitch you know let's let's start doing (laughs) where it's like nuclear weapons were like hey let's just have more fucking nuclear proliferation yeah, let's keep rising this shit up. And even when Trump got in office, he's like, our nuclear is out of date. It's 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 deteriorating. He was a weird man. We need to make more nuclear. And it's just like, fuck. Could you you idiot? <laughs> could you just not talk for a couple of days? No, no, it's not gonna happen. But anyway. <laughs> <sighs> let's see. So anyway, the back to the article here, she said that these are, I have to say, in all candor. These are friends and colleagues of mine, Bob Woodward and Bob Costa, and I think that their book has a lot of interesting new material, and I think this tells us, you know, exactly what Nancy Pelosi was describing just then in London. The grievous concern that was not just some Democrats, as Speaker Pelosi and were reported at the time to say to Milley, you know, the president is not stable. You know he's not stable, right? What are you, what are you going to do about it? It almost seems like we don't need a president at this point. It almost seems like we need to have a council of people in the executive branch. You you mean like the, uh, oh yeah, the cabinet. (laughs) The cabinet should be the guys that 
are coming up with the policy for the executive branch that are executing the laws from the from the legislative branch, you know. Huh. Yeah. We got a and weird ass country, always, guys. Like, we got a weird ass country that's run, the way that we're running shit in the last 40 years of this place. It's weird. So we're just giving the president it's like more developments power. in technology should shift the way that power structures function. I mean, maybe in the the 1780s and the, the uh, you know, the early 1800s, having a president that made decisions for a country based on the fact that he couldn't get real-time communiques from people living on in other parts of the colonies or the states at the time makes sense you know because he can't wait for the fucking writer to come in from florida to come into come back to the nation's capital letting us know what their governor said it kind of makes sense but at the same time it's like okay we've grown beyond that now i mean i can look up any number of rule 34s that i want to on my phone when i'm taking a dump i mean it's it's almost like <laughs> the way that we have have access to information and the way that we can contact people has sped up so fast that we're not even at the point where we can even appreciate how how instantaneous contact is with people. You know, I I, I DM the the three of you guys on uh, on on Twitter. Every one of you gets the message at the same time, even though you're thousands of miles apart from each other. <laughs> that's science fiction yeah. 50 years ago <laughs> and we're on a video call right now we're on a video call yeah. with no lag <laughs> <laughs> Jeez. even like my my dad when he was a little kid video calls took weeks i have this thing on my wrist he had to, he had to record himself on film put it in an envelope send it off I go out I go out for a bike ride or a run. I can answer a phone call on this goddamn thing on my wrist, even without having a phone nearby. And I could talk to people. And it's just I could listen to hundreds of hours of music based on a fucking tiny little piece of inf like technology on my wrist. Tell me we're not in the fucking future, yeah. man. <laughs> so anyway, um, Linick went on to explain that Millie apparently took the warning seriously, and Bob Woodward and uh, Costa's reporting shows that how much he, like himself, was worried not about somebody pushing the nuclear button, but just wanting to batten down the hatches to make sure everybody in the chain of command understood how this was going to happen. And at the same time, it's like, okay, I, I get the fact that you, like, you want to avoid this thing from happening. But at the same time, like they're not drawing enough attention to the fact that it could happen and almost did happen with our with the leader of the free world, you know, as we say, you know, not Angela Merkel, because we all know that when Trump became the guy in power, it, it got passed on to somebody else. But um, when you have the president of the United States, that is essentially a heartbeat away from, you know, calling in a nuclear strike. And honestly, there aren't any safeguards that should that that aren't in place besides the fact that you have the chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff, Mark Milley, that said, hey, you're not going to act on any of those orders. Right. Right. You know, it wasn't anything like in writing or anything like he asked every one of these guys individually. Do you understand? And he made sure he got a vocal response from them. It's it's fucking wild being a person that lives in this country right now. Sam, how do you feel about America and the fact that we are unhinged? Like we are 
Um, Fuck. <laughs> generally concerned for the well-being of honestly most people I interact with at this point are American. So, um, also mildly concerned about the fact I'm planning to visit at some point. I don't know why I decided that. <laughs> well, just just keep in mind, everybody a has a gun. Place to be. I love this place. <laughs> I just wish my fucking health insurance didn't cost so much. That's all. Uh, anyway. Uh, so anyway, they were talking about how Trump was behaving in an erratic way after the election. And yeah, I mean, I, I think there should be safeguards in place that like once an election has begun or happened, you shouldn't be able to uh, order an attack because that's what the worry was, is that he was going to attack another country in order to shore up the fact that he needed to remain in office. and. The fact that that was Maybe even an he, option that passed through that guy's fucking brain worries me, you know? <laughs> Maybe once we have the election and you're no longer going to be the president in a few months, your powers should be extremely limited. Absolutely. So, yeah, we've got people out there in our chat talking about, I can't wait to move out of this fucking place. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm going to stick around. <laughs> no, it's like, it's a great place to be. It's just... Only if you're only well if off, you have the right circumstances. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'll be honest. I I will probably stay in England or at least the UK, but I'm also probably going to regret that decision. Yeah, I would because your lemonade is fizzy. It's weird. <laughs> See, even even ignoring lemonade? the yeah, lemonade <laughs> is just Sprite. Hey. Yeah. It's threw me for a fucking loop. I I had a friend that. Um, <laughs> never mind. I'm not going to get into it. It's not even. It's not even that though. It's just the. I, I'm living on Turf Island at the moment. And uh, <laughs> it's true. The, the, my government literally said that I am too complex to legislate. You know, a human right. that. Never mind. Never uh, mind. The the UK the UK government has said that non-binary people are too complex to legislate, so they will not be legally recognized. Oh wow. And Why is that too complicated though? All it is is saying, hey government. My, my wife I said exist. because they're too stupid. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. We we have the Tories in power. Oh yeah. Jesus. Yeah, that's right after that last election that happened. Fuck. I mean, it's like, okay, so you've got like a rainbow, right? And it's it's more <laughs> than one color, or it's more than two colors, even. Does that mean a rainbow is too complicated to look at? <laughs> according to... If you're colorblind, yes. The, <laughs> yeah, according to Parliament, clearly. According uh, to J.K. Rowling... How dare you question my authority of rainbows that I, I write the prettiest <laughs> rainbows. You're not a true woman unless you appreciate rainbows the way that I appreciate them. <laughs> oh, fucking hell. Okay, last last item. Okay, we'll, we'll, we'll finish it up with this one. Trinidad and Tobago uh, have made an important announcement this week because... I, I don't know if you guys have heard this one, uh, but Nicki Minaj, and I can't believe I'm talking <laughs> about this on my show, man. God damn it. Uh, Nicki Minaj made a tweet earlier this week talking about how, you know, I don't know if you should get the vaccine or not, because, you know, I have a friend or I'm sorry, my cousin's friend's balls 
grew too many sizes too big and they had to cancel their wedding. <laughs> blaming it on the f- blaming it on COVID, uh, the vaccine that people are getting. Not like, you know, so when did not gonorrhea? When did Nicki Minaj? <laughs> My wife said his balls th- grew three sizes too big day. that day. <laughs> <laughs> like, like the Grinch. He's the Grinch balls. of Pornhub. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's... So, so when, a... when did Nicki Minaj become Kanye West again? <laughs> Well, you know, once one Kanye goes out of out of favor, you know, you have to fill it in with another Kanye. So, <laughs> mm-hmm. all right. So, yeah. And this comes from Boing Boing. And if you know how they write articles or actually it's not even Boing Boing. Sorry. This I think this one came from uh, uh, Wonkette. And they're they're very they're very lucid about how they write their articles. So I'm going to read this to you guys. And it's like, sorry. But this is really the only political story currently happening in America. And it's the case of Nicki Minaj's cousin's friend's ball. (laughs) (laughs) What are actually in the nation of Trinidad and Tobago and whether they become supersized by the COVID vaccine. And there's an important update. So last night, and this is a couple of nights ago, it says Tucker Carlson offered fucking hell. (laughs) I have a hard time finishing it because Tucker Carlson the guy that was upset about wet ass pussy is talking about Nicki Minaj's tweet about her cousin's friend's balls <laughs> <laughs> because it's about the vaccine. <laughs> uh, like the important journalist he is to travel in an airplane over the sea to the port of Spain, Trinidad and Tobago, to stick a microphone down Nicki Minaj's cousin's friend's pants to see what. See if that cousin's friend's balls were very big because of the COVID vaccine. Hello there, Nicki Minaj's cousin's friend's balls, Tucker would say enthusiastically, <laughs> like he's greeting the Hungarian prime minister. Oh, that's a serious burn because that's something that happened recently. So, And as of that publishing, we did not know whether Tucker would end up making that journey, and we still don't. But the internet is still telling us that the Minister of Health for Trinidad and Tobago, whose name is uh, Terence de Yalsing, felt compelled to address the size of Nicki Minaj's cousin's friend's balls in his COVID update because of how misinformation is such bullshit. He said that they wasted so much time yesterday running down this false claim and concluded that there is no known side effect to the COVID vaccine that includes your balls or Nicki Minaj's cousin's friend's balls getting OMG big. (laughs) oh dear well any excuse to call off the wedding i guess (laughs) i have two thoughts on this first thought is they don't even use the same vaccine as us they use the chinese vaccine so why does Nicki minaj care second thought why does anybody care what Nicki minaj thinks (laughs) i highly doubt that uh, she called off the wedding. If that dude's got big balls, she's probably <laughs> she's probably into it. And I, it, you know, you this get, reminds me of an ACDC song. I know that one. <laughs> <laughs> ACDC got the vax. Yeah. So <laughs> clearly annoyed that he was even having to spend more time on this. Dial Singh said, "There is absolutely." 
No reported such side effect or adverse event of testicular swelling in Trinidad or dot, 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 anywhere else in the world. (laughs) You hear that, Tucker? No need to sail the high seas to investigate engorged balls in faraway lands. (laughs) From what we could tell. This is all real and true and not some amazing parody. Uh, Terrence DeYalsing is, par- is definitely the Minister of Health for Trinidad and Tobago. And whether, <sighs> and whether it caused Nicki Minaj's cousin's friend's balls to have all the problems, it wasn't the COVID vaccine. Of course, Tucker will probably tell us tonight that this guy is part of the deep state of Trinidad and Tobago. <laughs> Obviously. And demand to know what Dr. Fauci knew and when he knew it about Nicki Minaj's cousin's friend's balls. You made your word count by repeating this multiple times here, guy. Come on. And then maybe Tucker can have Glenn Greenwald on. Oh, that's a burn. And they could talk about how maybe Nicki Minaj's cousin's friend's balls might have just need a spoonful of horse dewormer to return to their usual size. Uh, because of currently, uh, currently, Glenn Greenwald is mad about the cancel culturing of Hearst Horsty Farmer. <laughs> and someone in the article goes, what? It sounds about as reasonable or whatever else they talk about altogether. <laughs> and it's a, I found a uh, somebody made a fresco relief painting of, uh, you know, a priest talking to a guy with swollen balls when he's like, I don't care what Nicki Minaj told you. It's gonorrhea. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, maybe if you're nice enough to me, I'll put that in the in the video this week. <laughs> but <laughs> oh fucking hell, the fact that we get our news from shit like this these days just it blows my mind. <laughs> and this this has been dominating the news cycle for like four goddamn days, guys. The fact that you took somebody talking about their cousin's friend's balls and made it a news <laughs> item because they have like 28 million like people on Twitter that follow them. It is a wild time to be alive. Man. <laughs> I you have it. to admit <laughs> this has been really funny the past uh, few days. <laughs> I I laugh at it, but at the same time I also realize that we're we're you know those um do you guys remember going to the, like the shopping malls and they had those quarter things where you drop the quarter in and it goes down the slot and then it starts going around and around and around and around and it get, keeps getting lower and lower as it gets closer to the bottom. And it's like, it's entertaining as fuck to watch, but you also realize that like, Oh God, shit's going to speed up near the end and it's going to be just eventually just thrown off into nothingness. And it's like, that's where we're at. We're the quarter swirling around near the top of the end of the funnel there where it's like, oh, this is endlessly entertaining. But at the same time, it's like, oh, fuck, we're all going to die. <laughs> 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 oh, anyway, so that's all we you got for this. Well uh, enjoy it. Yeah, right. I mean, I can't I can't do anything to change any of this stuff. I just have to laugh at it and share it with everybody else in the world. Hopefully they get a couple of giggles out of it as well, because, <laughs> you know, John, I love having you on the show, but the fact that I got Casey to laugh in the background made me fucking smile tonight. <laughs> <laughs> 
Uh, anyway, guys, we're going to jump off to our first little break. Uh, we're going to we're going to bid adieu to for uh, Godless Engineer for joining us. Thank you for coming out tonight, man. I really do appreciate yeah, it. Yeah, so, sorry I didn't have too much to contribute, but uh, my wife had plenty to contribute. Though. <laughs> hey, she can get um, on mic. <laughs> so she kind of filled in for me, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're always welcome back, man. And I'll, I'll put out feelers out there whenever we don't have enough people for the show. So anyway, thanks for coming out. I really do appreciate it, guys. We're going to jump to our first little break. Uh, it's going to be instant for people on YouTube, uh, but for everybody else, it's going to be a couple of minutes. Hi, I'm Amy with a Y, and I live in Minnesota. And I'm Amy with an I, and I live in Texas. And we're the hosts of Secular Soup, where each week we offer up a bowl of real talk about atheism, feminism, politics, parenting, and whatever else we want to talk about because it's our podcast. Just listen to what these random dudes are saying about our show. They used to have that cartoon, Daria. This is what would happen if Daria and Jane grew up and started a podcast. So if you like extremely foul-mouthed ladies with opinions, this is the podcast for you. You can find us wherever fine podcasts are sold and you can join us on all the social medias just search for secular soup podcast in the google machine take it from your old friend eli bosnick grab a bowl and taste the magic slurp even this oh great just great another honk stupid who cares who cares i don't care no one cares about me yeah, maybe I'll get an ice cream. Maybe that'll cheer me up. Nope. Nope. Let me try another one. Three times the charm. Three times the charm. Give me, I guess I have another one. Let's feel a little bit better. Hair of the dog. Might as well have a four, number four. All right, folks, we are back. And uh, we had to say goodbye to Godless Engineer. Uh, Fantastic guest. I love having that guy on. I, w I wish I could spend more time with uh, people that have much larger audiences than I do, because it's always fun to see how they tick when you have them in the green room. It it's always it's always a good time. So anyway, uh, let's see. This is the segment of the show that I like to come back to where um, I've been trying to toy around a little bit with uh, doing long form essays and stuff. And tonight we're going to be talking about um, cultivated identity. Because uh, let's see, a couple weeks ago, with the the major change that happened with our channel is that we're we're starting to talk about the things we want to talk about instead of you know the things we feel like we have to talk about. So we talked a little bit about Shang Chi and the fact that people are mad about inclusion and uh, geek culture, and they're like, ah, how dare you have a Asian character playing an Asian character that was in a comic book? How dare you? And then last week we talked about the uh, the Matrix and the fact that it's a trans allegory that was. 20 years ahead of its time you know it was it was a fantastic film tonight we're going to be talking about the fact that christian nationalism is a uh is another one of these symptoms of uh uh cultivated identity and if you don't know what that is i'm going to go ahead and get started with the essay here so let's go ahead and get started feel free to, i'm going to pause in between feel free to talk about stuff as we see fit uh anyway so since I can't see the future and I can't see how the country is going to end up after the events of this weekend, which we've talked about a, a little bit on the show, it, nothing much happened at all. Uh, you know, the events of the day that on uh, 18th of September, 2021, as we're recording this, but in keeping with the trend of me infusing kind of pop culture in alongside of what's going on in our own country currently, let's talk about the slow, slow, slow descent into fascism. 
and the growing calls from conservatives that we are, in fact, living in civil war. Do I think that we'll have one? Probably not, but because I can't think of anything that would actually make people allies of each other uh, in order to give them give their lives in support of the United States as Americans. You, you see, we tend to have what many people have noted as cultivated identity as our cultures in this day and age. Uh, and arguably, it goes even further back than that. I mean, hell, I'm guilty of this as well. Like, uh, I- I've talked about it many times on this show. I defend my consumer choices. I buy iPhones. I have a couple of Apple computers. I have other Windows computers. I play trashy video games. You guys heard me talk about Doki Doki Literature Club, you know, as we was talking earlier. Um, I'm a content creator on YouTube. All of this stuff is consumer goods that we are guilty of fighting for one side versus the next when it comes to things that don't matter because we need something in our lives to feel strongly about. And so this brings my first little pause here. It's like, like there, there is a such thing as cultivated identity. And the person that brought it up to me, I don't like to bring up their name anymore because I think they're a shitty human being. But it's true. When you have people that are, quote unquote, Star Wars fans versus Star Trek fans, like you, you can be fans of both. You know, you don't have to have this one versus the other thing. You don't have to say, it's I like, even like the two are comparable <laughs> in that case either. It's like you no, don't have one to be is clearly better than the other. You, I mean, they're different. And, and as long as you don't say which, I'm fine with yeah. that statement. You know? <laughs> <laughs> and the funny thing is, it happens to be based on whatever I'm consuming at the time. And that that's the problem is that we are a consumer culture nowadays. We we don't. I, I guess maybe we have been a consumer culture for the longest goddamn time. I mean. But there was a time in this world where it's like you didn't have somebody buying brand X brand coal over brand Y brand coal because all coal did the same goddamn thing, you know? Like, I don't understand the fight between Samsung fanboys versus, uh, or I shouldn't say Samsung, Android fanboys versus iPhone fanboys. I get it. You have preferences when it comes to something you want to do. But ultimately, what is it a thing that it does? It's a fucking pocket computer that lets you install programs that you can run, takes pictures, and makes phone calls and text messages. They're not drastically different enough that you need to fight about this goddamn thing, people. You know? Now, that's going to cause some fighting from people out there to be like, I... I disagree with you, goddammit, X. I don't think that you should have an iPhone because walled garden, blah, blah, blah. Like, okay, great. You must not realize how, like, literally every ecosystem works when it comes to software, except for open source software, which is, you know, you know, HK knows quite a bit about this. So I write quite a bit. I I mean, hot take, but both Android and Apple are shit. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> what are you trying to tell me? You're a Windows phone person? What the hell? <laughs> no, I use I use Android because I have to use one of the two, really. And because my phone is a shitty 50 quid phone. Yeah. <laughs> I thought for a second, uh, be like, I'm all about pay phones, yo. <laughs> no, but um, obviously, even with those, one is clearly better than the other, though. 
Depending on what we're talking about, though, that's that's yeah. the thing. Like, it, th- there's always this nuance that you can get into on all these things. So, uh, so that brings me back to this point in in particular, the rabid right wing, as we've seen. I mean, just look at the videos from one uh, six, you know, January sixth, and we can all see that they're not only carrying the banner of authoritarianism, you know, the the tr- MAGA Trump, you know, reinstate him, kill Pence kind of thing that we had going on. But they also they they this authoritarian group that they believe in they feel gives them the ability to say and hold beliefs that many others would jeer them about. But they're also flying their Christianity flag loud and proud, which is yep. fascinating to me because uh, Christianity has nothing to. I, mean, I guess maybe I I could be wrong about this, but I've always had in my mind the the idea of Jesus being the uh, person that's your ultimate hippie, and I know that's not a hundred percent correct. You know, I, I get that. I'm I, I'm not purporting to what the reality of Jesus is in the Bible. That's fine. I was always taught that he was this way and it could be something else. But the point is, you can read the Bible and come across with like multiple ways of how somebody is or was or could be based on the fact of whoever wrote the gospel at the time. That's by design, folks. The The, the, the Christian Bible was written as a a big book of multiple choice so that you can use it on one hand to support the thing that you're, you're trying to get changed. And also on the other hand, to denounce the same thing, depending on what thing is more expeditious for you at the time. Yeah. And also remember it's been rewritten and rewritten and rewritten and rewritten and translated from one language to another. Yep. So anyway, and there the, were books that were left out of it. Oh yeah, lots of them, lots and lots of them. Oh, the um, yeah. the infancy gospel of Thomas is fun. It's like, hey, let's have uh, child Jesus murder people. Oh, I didn't read that part. <laughs> he brought him back. <laughs> Fuck, I need to. Read oh yeah, he did bring them back. back. <laughs> he, he did bring them back, didn't he? Yeah, but still, <laughs> he only murdered them for a little while. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> they were only mostly dead. Not. <laughs> oh, he just put them in suspended animation. Hey, I did see that they're remaking the Flight of the Navigator here pretty soon, and the the anti SJWs are fucking mad because they they decided to go with the female lead instead of the kid that was in that one. And most people are going to have to look up that movie because you're not going to remember that goddamn reference. But yeah, I do. Also, <laughs> yeah, they're also going to remake the Rocketeer, but this time the lead is going to be a black Tuskegee Airman, and that already has people ticked off too. That's fucking cool. I would rather watch that one because yeah, don't get me wrong. Cool. The one that came out in the eighties was a fantastic movie. I <laughs> love that. But why not more? Yeah. You don't have to have one yeah. rocketeer. It's like, you don't have to have one Superman. You, you can have lots of different supermen's uh, whatever. What I don't get is like, why do people get mad because they're not going to be given the exact same thing? Like, why I, do you want the exact same thing? Oh, please! No, they just don't want one. you to have that, anything that else. Exact thing happened when Star Trek: The Next Generation came on. Everybody was there was that schism there with the Trekkers or Trekkies that wanted the old show, old show, and the old plots back. Everybody- I see. I feel like whenever a showrunner changes anything, the response is just, "Oh, you've redecorated." I don't like it. 
<laughs> I mean, admittedly, that first season of Next Generation was pretty goddamn horrible. I mean, yeah. Do do I need to mention Tasha Yar to anybody? You know, <laughs> no. If they killed her off, you know. What was it? This evil skin of evil or something like that? Or yeah. Yeah, she just like touched something and died, right? No, it was a fucking tar monster that that yeah. killed her. It was the Joe Stefano wrote that script. The guy that worked on the Outer Limits. Yeah, and, he's, and he was always That's ticked right. off because the script was radically rewritten from what he submitted. He was he had the same kind of thing going that Harlan Ellison had with the original series. Yeah, but that's back when Gene was still right, like being the person that said yes or no to anything that happened. That's why the fucking first season of Next Generation was so bad is that they had to go, okay, Gene, uh, retire. Go do something else because you're weird nowadays. (laughs) Uh, Anyway, so uh, the evangelical right. Sorry, go ahead. uh, My favorite is when uh, people who are like hardcore uh, Christian capitalists um, go, I want to live in like Star Trek, not realizing that it's an atheistic socialist society. What is it? <laughs> Gay space communism somebody wrote up one day? <laughs> yeah! I mean, there's no... I, I'm there for it. I am there 100%. So, anyway, uh, the evangelical right, spurred on by leaders such as James Dobson, Tony Perkins, Pat Robertson, Billy Graham, and the like, and so many others that are lower echelon, like jim baker and i'm bringing that up because we have the eyes of tammy faye baker that came out in movies this week and i really want to see it i'm gonna have to make it a rental though i i can't bring myself to go to a movie theater to watch a a comedic take of jim baker and tammy faye i i just can't do it as much as i want to even though andrew garfield is playing jim baker i just i just can't do it so uh or even those the lowest tier of uh christianity like matt powell or the uh, the former pumpkin guy from the NIFB church. I can't remember his name, and I'm glad I don't remember it. So uh, these groups are responsible for the current LARPing Christian soldier archetype that we have in this country currently. So why am I bringing this up? Well, uh, American evangelical Christianity is one of the most narrow and culturally defined cultivated identities that you could possibly have in this nation. Sure. I mean, I may like shit like the Transformers, or I could sit here and talk to you about great games that came out on the TurboGrafx-16, a.k.a. the PC Engine, if you're outside of the United States. But neither of those things are directly in contrast to, like, with, like, I could talk about Transformers episodes and, like, you know, admit that Unicron had some cool things going on, or Galvatron had some cool things going on. But that's just a fictional thing. But at the same time, Christian American evangel- evangelism is in direct contrast with what Jesus taught. I mean, do, don't get me wrong. Also, the Christian nationalist movement is the most cherry-picked definition of Christian that one can find. Not only do they, A, hate immigrants, they also, B, hate any other religion, C, think they have divine leadership, D, think they're going to bring about the end of days, and E, See Jesus' return within their lifetime, and uh, also, let's uh, let's just go ahead and go to F, where they believe women to be property. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. They also think Jesus was a white man. Oh, yeah. Jesus was a white man. Blonde hair, body builder, 
had an AK-47 strapped behind his back. Oh, no, AR-15. He wouldn't dare use that shitty 7.62 by by 39. Nope. Not going to happen. Yeah, living that's, in the Middle East 2,000 years ago. That's that, yeah, that's that yeah, communist I, caliber right there, you know. Even though I find it really weird, despite despite the fact that where I live is technically speaking a theocracy. Um, oh yeah, that's right. You got the Church of England. Oh, you got the Church of England there. Yeah, but like my, I grew up in a weird little pocket where uh, I grew up in like a Pentecostal church that was non-denominational. Um, but we had semi-frequently had American guest speakers in, and like the contrast between that and what all of my friends experienced in church was stark. Yeah, I can only imagine because I grew up a Southern Baptist, and it was all hellfire and brimstone for, for from from my side of Christianity when I was growing up. So yeah, because it, it's the difference between you should be proud of your country and you're led by God, and uh, uh, you're all gonna burn in hell, versus would you like a cup of tea? Uh, hey, have some wine. Um, <laughs> okay, cool. See everyone next week. Hate <laughs> or death. I'll never forget the yeah. uh, my my mom going up to the altar call. That was always a weird situation where. Oh man, that's that was my aunt. My aunt every 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 time I was forced to go to a four square church, she would turn around and it was like she'd be right up there just as I am. What gets me is that like you've already been saved once. Do you do additional dunks actually? do much of anything i i mean i i guess it's, it's like a it's like a logarithm you know more of you get saved each time but it's like less and less like it approaches the hole but it never quite gets there oh so it's like nine tenths the first time and then you get like point yeah. oh nine it's like Nino's paradox you've got you spend half the time going half the distance then you go spend half the time going another half the distance half the time going to another <laughs> half the distance so you never get you never get to the end no, you never get fully saved, but you no. can get close. <laughs> I mean, so that just that just piles more directly into my column where we're all going to hell, everybody. You at least look pretty <laughs> while you're doing so. <laughs> at least have something to talk about when you fucking get there. <laughs> oh, I've, I've I love talking about that on my separate channel, Outcast X, where I'm just like, hey, hey, Bible beating Christian, we're both going to hell. <laughs> at least I'll be able to like talk about some fun shit that I did before I got there. You know, there there is no such thing as a good place, you know, and I don't I don't believe in any of the shit to begin with. But it's just funny to me that, like, you're going to go to hell and I'll be like, yep, and I'll see you there. <laughs> just from that I, statement I, I alone. I do a similar thing, know. but I spell hell with one L uh, and then it's a goddess from Norse mythology. <laughs> <laughs> OK, so where was I? I was talking about what they believe women to be property, but they uh, they countermand just about every positive teaching of their God-made flesh in Jesus Christ, you know. Uh, so that brings me back to whether or not we might be having a civil conflict as a nation. If we're talking about your just regular wackadoodle right-wing grifter fan, like those that enjoy people like Ben Shapiro or fuck Dave Rubin, or uh, because I can see the picture behind you there, HK, um, Brett Weinstein, if you're, if you're a fan of the Dark Horse podcast, <laughs> Nope. One of those other 
I've got a bigger brain than you do. Tim Pool, fucking loving kind of people. Yeah, if you're oh, one of those I read guys, the, the caption there. I can, it's it's too distorted. Nobody can read that. It says winner 2021 most humble man in the world, Eric Weinstein. <laughs> oh, that's Eric. Okay, he not, won the humility Brent. contest. <sighs> anyway, so if you're talking about those kind of stands that you have out there. No, no, we're not. It's not going to happen. It's not going to be a civil war because that would actually involve them having to. Oh, I don't know. Do something, you know, that would involve them to actually having to get off their slacktivist asses and do something in this country. And they're not going to do so. Because, <laughs> right. So, um, however, you combine that with the belief system that's going to reward the person for their sacrifice in this life with the reward in the thereafter. Yeah, indeed, we're, we're headed towards that path of civil strife because we have a lot of Christians that have been programmed by right wing media to believe this thing is coming. But also at the yeah. same time, they've been promised by their church leaders and people within their church that they will be rewarded for doing so. It's almost like, you know, the, the, in order for you to uh, uh, say that somebody has done a crime, you have to have the motive and what's the other thing? The, uh, it's a bad metaphor if I can't go motive with the Motive and opportunity? Yeah, there you go. So, yeah. Somebody has the the motive to do so when they're being confirmed confirmed by all these right wing grifters out there talking about this whole thing. But the opportunity would be like, oh, hey, if I do so, I'm going to be able to claim this kind of glory that I have. So look at the uh, look at the guy that parked his goddamn truck in front of the Supreme Court a couple weeks ago. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Where he he honestly thought like. His non bomb that he had. If he set it off, it was going to uh, or, you know, just the threatening of it is going to make President Trump come back into power and mm -hmm. then he's going to get pardoned for it. Yeah, just just like a certain uh, person we've already discussed. Yeah, the beliefs lead these people to their actions. You know, it's not so much the thoughts that they have or what they're consuming, but it's the beliefs that they have that they'll be absolved of mm -hmm. any wrongdoing in the hereafter which makes them dangerous. So, uh, now this is not to say that I want any of this to happen. I, I like my consumer products guys. I, I want them to come out on time. I want to go to movies still, and it's getting harder and harder to do that with assholes, not wearing a mask or getting their jab. I mean, I want to go back to restaurants again. Nothing would make me happier than to go to a restaurant and not think about the looming death that could be happening over the corner. Like with somebody coughing too loud or something like that. Yeah, I may be like paranoid, but I also live in Utah where nobody wears a fucking mask anywhere around here, even when they're in indoors and they should be avoiding fucking coughing on people. So um, I remind I want to remind the folks of, of the area of the world that I live in. Let's just talk about this real quick. Not only do I have a religious organization that has spurred some of the most radical right wing senators and Congress people that Fox News could ever platform. Uh, I'm talking about like Mike Lee, Jason Chaffetz, Mia Love, um, even our newest governor, uh, newest governor, Governor Cox, went on Fox and, News and, lately. And what what Burton? What's the guy's Burgess Owens? Burgess Owens, yes. I forgot about him. God damn it. So 
not only do they have are they responsible for that they're also flushed with money they have a lot of money and resources i'm not kidding they own more land in the united states than bill gates almost four times as much and you know everybody talks about all the time how much how much land that microsoft owns or bill gates owns and how it's a danger bill gates owns about 100 about 260,000 acres of land in the in the us and Keep in mind, the U.S. itself is 640 million acres in this nation, yeah. which is still a significant chunk of land that any one person should not be able to fucking own. The LDS Church owns one million plus acres of land in this country. No group should have that much real estate in a country where they're getting a tax-free status. I. I fucking hate it. So so there's no question in my mind that if things went south in this nation, that the LDS church wouldn't step up to not only run Utah, but Arizona, Idaho, parts of New Mexico, Nevada, and I'm sure they'd probably dip their toes into Colorado a little bit. Wyoming would see a chunk of it. Montana would see a chunk of it going to the LDS church. I mean, Jesus Christ, we have the Bundy folks who have already all but seceded from the union already. Ammon Bundy is currently running for governor of Idaho. Yeah. He can't step foot in the goddamn capital in Boise. He's barred from being able to go into the Capitol building. Tell me how a guy that's running for governor is going to be allowed to do his duty if he's not allowed in the building. Oh, Jesus will find a way. Uh, Yeah. I mean, this is all stuff that um, I've had to contend with for the majority of my my own inter- my own adult, adult life. My dad uh, was almost going full Mister eighty eight white supremacist after Ruby Ridge happened. It, it's literally that bad out here in the West, guys. It, it, people think that like, oh, you guys are just being you know uh, hyperbolic. You're being kind of crazy about this whole thing. No, man, this country's fucking radicalized especially out here in the West. I mean, you have population centers out East and Midwest where this kind of thing is talked about, but not to the point where people are running like drills, like on open land out here. So anyway, uh, this isn't your typical coach Dave uh, following Christian. You know, they may want to revolt and, and instill a theocracy, but they're not actually the type to do any of the battle. It's the younger generation of crusaders that you have to watch about, uh, watch out for, like Nick Fuentes' followers who are teaming up with skinheads and three percenters along with the Boogaloo Boys who just want the current system of government toppled. They may say they're not authoritarian or fascist, but they want to instill anything other than what we have. And usually that usually when you topple over a, democ- a democratic country, what tends to fill that void guys <laughs> yeah it's not anarchism and, and socialism not not out here it is at least i as much as i would hope for it to be something like that so none of these folks realize that they're acting in the same manner that happened during the arab spring uh in syria we are being egged on via social media from outside influencers so ask me again as a student of world news and history how well it worked out for the nation of syria when that overthrow began Right. That's the future we're headed to, if we're not careful. It's going to be whole cities decimated down to fucking rubble, while 
You have loyalists on one half of the country wanting to stay in the country, and then you have the other people that want to get out of it, and the proxy war happening in our own backyard. It's scary, man. We're we're in a weird precipice time in this country for, you know, shit to go south really quick. So so yeah. did I actually think this was going to happen this weekend? No, absolutely not. But you have to admit that your butthole puckered at least once thinking about the people that you have had run-ins with in your life. That's a scary place to be as a fellow citizen. Um, I have to hold out hope. Otherwise, all that's left is looking into the void. And um, nobody should have to stare into the void that that often as uh, I do when I'm currently scripting stuff for the show. So that's it for my essay. So let's uh, let's hear what you guys have to say about uh, what where do you think the uh, the current situation of the United States is, is as far as fascism is concerned? Well, I can tell you at least when I was a kid. And I didn't, the school bored me, but I went to the library and I read the complete set of great books of the Western world. And in two volumes of that set was the decline and fall of the Roman Empire. Yeah. And I read that thoroughly. I never thought that I would live to actually see two empires, actually three empires fall in my lifetime. First one being the Soviet Union in 1989, and the second, I hate to say it, but Great Britain, the sun is finally setting on that empire. And I am rather pessimistic. I believe that the United States is not going to be the United States much longer. I believe that we're headed for a breakup. And yeah, you were talking about the Mormon church uh, picking up Utah and some other parts, because remember, there's a lot, there's a large Mormon, uh, there's significant Mormon. Yeah, we call it the Morador California. out here in, in this in this state. Yeah, there's a significant chunk of California also. Yep. And remember, like when Proposition Hate was on the ballot to ban gay marriage, the uh, number one supporter was the Mormon Church. Yeah, we'll pick up right? Eastern California as well in the great state of Deseret. Yeah, you'll probably pick up the Central Valley. I mean, you'll at least you'll get your walnuts and, and your and your um, almonds, and we'll catch parts of Eastern Oregon, Eastern Washington. You know, we'll take over all the crazy fundy parts of the of the Eastern. You know, nothing bordering on ocean. <laughs> because oh, I, I I think you're going to see the United States break up into multiple pieces. Maybe if um. Trudeau plays his cards right. He may be picking up a couple Canadian provinces, mm-hmm. such as the New England and New York. Oh, Cascadia, may, yeah. He may pick up New England. He may pick up New York. He may pick up a couple states like maybe M- Michigan and Wisconsin, maybe Ma- maybe Minnesota, maybe Pennsylvania. But I just don't see the United States staying solid. And now we see Mr. McConnell saying that he's going to force us into default. He's making sure that all 50 Republicans in the Senate are not going to vote to extend the death ceiling. And you need 60 votes for that. So it's going to get... And we're not going to filibuster. We're not going to kill the filibuster or anything. Oh, no. no you already have to do that. Look, look, Coke bought <laughs> Boris Manchin and Natasha Semina. Semina, excuse me. Kristen Cinema. Yeah. He bought go. Boris and Natasha. They're, so they're they're on the they're they're aligned with the Republicans. Yeah, they're dinos, you know. 
It's just a I, meme. I feel like an aspect of like the conversation around how politics is going to go that's often ignored is technology because it was kind of briefly discussed earlier how technology now has made systems that were good in the past mm -hmm. bad now. Yeah. But I think that's going to keep happening where as automation increases, we're going to find ourselves in a situation where a significant portion of the population are not going to be earning enough to survive, meaning that one of two things is going to happen. Either we're going to see uh, en masse people just starving and dying in first world countries. Oh, you mean or we're going like to we see a dramatic shift in, our, in our country. <laughs> or you could see the Vonnegut scenario in player piano. So I think that that's going to result in either yeah. a whole bunch more people than we already have suffering greatly and a very right-wing shift or it's going to force a left-wing shift so that people can survive. So I think that technology is going to force us to swing to one extreme or the other, which I think isn't something a lot of people think about when they're saying where they think politics is going to go. But I think that when you say it's like a precipice between options here, yeah, I think that's more than we necessarily can know at the moment. Well, it also depends on who's manipulating the automation, as we see with uh, at Jack and Twitter and Marky Mark over at Facebook, who who let all the anti-vax garbage run wild and unchecked. Well, yeah, I but even agree. all in terms of jobs. I would agree that, like, the, the technology uh, that we've created... Uh, We've lit the genie out of the bottle, and there's no way of of putting it back. Yeah. So I think, like, because of kind of the way we've uh, we've democratized ideas, which you know sounds like a a really great thing. It sounds awesome to to be able to just like for literally anyone to have. Uh, you know, to be able to spread their ideas, Free but in practice, ideas, yeah. it actually really sucks. You end up getting a whole lot of shitty ideas coming out of very big mouths. Yeah. Uh, and with this technology, I don't really see a way for us to, uh, to like you said, put that genie back in that yeah. bottle, uh, other than armed conflict. So I think you're right in that it will lead to armed conflict. But I don't think it's going to destroy the union. I think the union is stronger than than the people who would fight on the other side of that armed conflict. Oh, I don't. Uh, I don't see any armed conflict. I I just see, I just see the an internal collapse because, as any student of history knows, the iron law of history is that all empires fall. And they fall when they overextend militarily and, and ignore domestic situations, just as Rome and we've fell. Kind of done for the last thirty years. <laughs> look, look at look at how the infrastructure has crumbled, just the same way as it was doc documented in the rise and fall of the Roman Empire. The overextend. But we've done that before, and we didn't fall then. I don't know. I don't think we've had a standing military to the point where we've we had it now. We used to have a national will. 
But with when Powell wrote his little memorandum of how to bring the Reich back into power in 1971, his main thing was, let's mainstream Ayn Rand into everything in society. <laughs> so we no longer have a national will. We have a national won't. And that was especially brought to mainstream politics under Reagan. I'm from the government. And the worst thing you can say is, I'm from the government and I'm here to help. We no longer have a national will, a societal will. It's basically with it's Alan me, Rams, me, me, me. I, I, me, I. It's me. It's me. Look out for number one. Fuck everybody else. Lie, cheat, and steal your way to the top. Backstab and get it. Get what you can. Because that's what and, Jesus but wanted we've you also, to do. <laughs> like that's that's generally. Uh, only in one party, like it's it's only the conservatives that feel that way, uh, in general, in the U.S. right now. Well, uh, and we've had a party that felt like that before. Well, that- yeah, we also have new Democrats such as, such as Clinton, who just simply co-opted those Ayn Randian ideas. But I mean, it it could be that the the Republican Party collapses rather than the Union. Because parties in America have collapsed before, and yeah, out of them, new parties grew that had the same political will, but completely different. Like, yeah, I just worry that uh, the the, collab- the collapse of the Republican Party is going to take along democracy with it. That's yeah. my worry. You know, I feel like it. I feel like there's multiple ways it could go, and like it, it really depends how certain things. Oh yeah, and we're, we're obviously like, not going to know how this is all going to turn out. I mean. Oh, we're just we're just playing Criswell here, just gaming things out. I mean, it very easily could be aliens come in and rescue us all. First contact, then we have the fucking <laughs> Vulcans hang, helping us out for like the next couple of generations as they Why hand us they? unlimited warp drives while we go yeehaw like the fucking Dukes of Hazard across a fucking black hole. You know, <laughs> it could happen. I'm just saying, you know, or <laughs> stop and think about it. I mean. If the Earth is, like, in the center, we've been sending radio signals out for over 100 years. Like so a like bunch of fucking years, idiots. 100 years sphere. So hey, guys, we're uh, over here. Here's the map of how to find us. Why yeah, don't you come yeah. look for us? So, just come take well, us over. We got plentiful things for here for you to take over. It, we're, it, it'll be real easy because we're fighting with each other. You know? Yeah, I will get the right They have the technology to move faster than light if they have that advanced <laughs> technology to move then they can surely translate our television signals and realize we're fucking crazy <laughs> i think the the most likely scenario if we were encountered by aliens that were like so far advanced from us that like we were essentially worthless to them i think the most likely scenario is we would become their pets and i'm going to take it a step further than that where they'd be like Ew, talking meat? What the hell? That that we got rid of that a long <laughs> time ago. <laughs> yeah. So no, yeah. I, 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 like, I don't see that. I I I could have. I have hope, but I'm not wishing. If you, have, if you are an alien <laughs> and you want to conquer the conquer the earth, you know how to the easy way to do it. Wasn't there? A, there was a there was a uh, a uh, fuck. What was I thinking of a Twilight Zone oh, episode? 
where it's the aliens on something Mulberry Street or something, or the the. Oh, it's even easier than that. All they have to do is come back and say, and have one of them come down and say, "I'm Jesus, and it's time for the rapture." You'll see millions of Christians just simply toss down their guns and say, "Take us, Jesus." Hey, that was a that was essentially <laughs> how the plot of uh, Red State by Kevin Smith ended. <laughs> I don't know if anybody <laughs> caught that movie, but uh, these guys. That were, movie was they, weird. That was a weird movie. But for anybody that hasn't seen it, fucking, I'm going to spoil it for you because I don't care. Um, uh, these guys are about to be murdered by Christian fundamentalists, like, and uh, they like the FBI finds out that these guys are like super Christians, and like you, you hear these horns going off, like really it's like fucking right loud. in the middle of the action too. Yeah, they're about to be literally fucking murdered. And like the, these horns go off, and the Christians are like, "Thank God, it's it's the time, it's the rapture, it's gonna happen right now." And so they they stop what they're doing and they leave the building, getting ready, thinking the end of the world's gonna happen. Just turned out to be an FBI guy that thought the game out better than they did and was playing it over fucking loudspeakers. <laughs> Managed to capture the bad guys. It was uh, uh, who the fuck was that? That was a uh, John John Goodman was the uh, the the main FBI guy in that one. Yeah, that's a good that's a good flick. More people need to watch that one, especially if you don't like uh, the uh, um the the God hates fags people. What what are the Westboro Baptist Church assholes? So yeah. Anyway, so guys, I heard, uh, I heard an interview with Kevin Smith about that, and he thought about actually just like rapturing them up in the end of the movie. <laughs> That would have been pretty fucking funny, uh, but he had some run-ins with uh, Shirley Phelps Roper as as well because uh, he was premiering that movie here at Sundance in uh, Park City, and like she was across the street holding up signs, you know the the typical signs that those guys yeah. would hold up, and like he managed to grab his sign from like his producer that's worked with him for a long time. It's a uh, uh, Scott Mosier that was working with him. Scott Mosier had a sign that just said on it, just basically, "Dick tastes yummy" on it, and <laughs> and Kevin Smith held that up in front of like Shirley Phelps, uh, Phelps Roper's face, and like he's like I, he's like I don't I know that she saw the sign and she just you could see the light in her eyes where she's like yeah yeah you're right. <laughs> Oh God, it's fantastic! And I, like, you're right, but you're not supposed to know. God that. damn it! I don't want to talk about this. You're not supposed to talk about that. Oh, this is not the right place for it. But yeah, it happened here, and only reason I know about it is because I've ran past that high school multiple times. <laughs> uh anyway, I was gonna say we need to finish off the show, but it just looks like HK and I are the only ones here left at the end of it. God damn. <laughs> So anyway, that does it for us this week. <laughs> Everybody's off take. Oh, there's Sam. Okay, there we go. Uh, oh, no, I, had to, I had to myself and oh. take a pill. He had to fuck himself. There you go. <laughs> yeah. So it, people can't see. Uh, fingers. This is, the fingers. This is an audio and medium. The, uh, finger prick. <laughs> you had to go prick your finger. Anyway, so that does it for us this week. Uh, many thanks to Joe, Sam, and HK for joining me on the show tonight. Thank you so much for being here. Uh, and also to Godless Engineer for joining us for the bit of time that he was here. Uh, hopefully you guys enjoyed that. I want to give you all uh, now a second to plug anything that you want to plug out there. Uh, by all means, HK, I know that you were the one chomping at the bit to share with everybody <laughs> else out there. So I was. Uh, so I do a show on here on Twitch every Wednesday at, uh, at 7 PM Pacific time. 
called the Intellectual Dollar Tree. IDT. Where yeah. we make fun of the people that call themselves the Intellectual Dark Web. Although they're not really a thing anymore. So now we just go after the people that call themselves public intellectuals. You know the kind. Yep. I've referenced we referenced a few of them here tonight. So Yeah, so uh if you like watching people make fun of those guys, and they're almost all guys, uh definitely check us out. The intellectual dollar tree. And that's at uh Echoplex Media. Uh I think that's the channel. Oh yeah, that's the channel name, right? <laughs> I should say yeah. where it is. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> I'll train uh, you on Twitch, twitch.tv slash Echoplex Media. And it's spelled exactly how it sounds. Nothing, nothing special in the spelling. So Echoplex Media. All right, Joe, what about you? Oh, you're taking a drink. Sam, what about you? You got anything uh, you want to plug? Um, every Wednesday at 5 p.m. Central Time, uh, we premiere new episodes of um, Pub Religion on my YouTube channel, Sam Chaos. Um, which is just a pagan, an atheist, and a Christian uh, kind of sit around and have a chat about something at least religion related. Oh, so more lighthearted than the shit that I talked about with you guys tonight. No, that, that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm, I'm kidding. No, it sounds like a good time. I haven't, I haven't caught that yet. I'll have to make sure, make an effort to check that out. Uh, we, um, the last episode we had had uh, John Steingard as the guest, which was fun. Now you'll have to forgive me. I don't know who that is. Uh, so he he was the um, lead singer for a number of years for uh, Hawk Nelson, a Christian band. Oh man! But then he, about a year ago, maybe a bit longer now, uh, he came out as an atheist. Well, non-believer. You see, now HK, I know that uh, I know that uh, Dave does uh, a number of episodes where he watches Night Flight, uh, where he <laughs> he watches old Christian like. Uh, content oh. on the channel and that sounds yep. like that's right uh, the, right the fuck up his alley <laughs> yeah that's that's his friday show uh i was actually just on it yesterday for the first time uh and yeah that show is Cringy, <laughs> really nutty <laughs> yeah probably did like the backward masking a, a bit of that but it, it was like it was like saturday night live but christian Oh wait a second! I so remember bad. That. Yeah, it's terrible. Man. It was Night flight. Yeah, yep. Trinity Broadcasting, and it was. It was highly produced. It was terrible, yeah. but it was highly it was fucking produced. So. I what it had Todd Fisher in it. You got me on that one. I don't remember any of the Todd Fisher uh, the, in a cup and uh, oh gee. There were a couple others there. I think Dean Jones was and Stan Freeberg was in it. I actually introduced Dave to a show that he had never seen before. Maybe you guys have seen it. Have you guys heard of Bible Man? Oh, man. Yeah. I've watched many oh, episodes yes. of Bible Man. <laughs> yes. And I remember when Willie Ames used to appear, go go on the uh, right wing church circuit as bi- dressed as Bible Man. Until, <laughs> no, until, until Willie <laughs> fell off the wagon. And he was, and all of a sudden, he just wasn't Bible Man anymore. Now, for people out there in the audience that wonder who Willie Ames is, he was a uh, Scott Bayo's friend in. Wait, not that, Scott. He was. He was also on Eight Is Enough. Eight Is Enough. Fuck. What am I thinking of? 
I, I'm trying to think of something else he was on too, but I can't remember what it was. But. Well, he was a, various, um, various. Um, he was an non- '80s heartthrob. I we should say, you know, he was not quite Tiger Beat levels of knowledge. No, if people no, knew it was, him, but it, it wasn't Tiger Beat. It was more like Sixteen Magazine. The, you know the 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 magazine for chaste young women and gay kids. Yeah, you know? <laughs> yeah. Like when I was a kid, they used to have David Cassidy. Yeah, David Cassidy and Bobby Sherman wrote were like on every other cover. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Yeah. Well, that about does her. Wraps her all up. And it was a pretty good story, don't you think? Made me laugh to beat the band. Parts anyway. I guess that's the way the whole darn human comedy keeps perpetuating itself. Down through the generations, westward the wagons, across the sands of time until we... Oh, look at me. I'm rambling again. Well, I hope you folks enjoyed yourselves. Catch you later on down the trail. Say, friend, you got any more of that good sass for real? Oh, anyway, that's all we got for the, for us this week. Joe, Joe, do you have anything you want us? You want everybody to go check out Little Green Footballs? Hey, or? Just check out Little Green Footballs. I hang out there with uh, Charles Johnson and a bunch of same people. Well, we've got quite a number of like Little Green Footballs people that have joined us as patrons. So we've got Any Mouse and friends that follow us from there. Yeah. So uh, I'm glad to have you guys here. <laughs> you know? yeah, Joe, I never I would have met you if you if you didn't uh, reach no, out to us. So. I, look, Any Mouse is the one that introduced me to um, Utah Outcast. God I damn. posted the clips, and I think, damn, these guys are cool, man. I want to <laughs> rap with them. I want to get down and be funky with them. I'll never forget checking out, uh, testing my iPad with you uh, when I was at my kids' like gymnastics, and I'm like. Well, that was weird. You know, not to not to say that you're weird, but I'm just saying it was just odd to reach out to people that I've never. I used to be pretty insular and didn't really talk to anybody else outside of like my own my own bubble. And so it's nice that I've gotten out of the shell and I've got three wonderful people here tonight. So, guys, that's it. We need to wrap this up. I need to remind folks that if you can't afford to share your love for the show monetarily, you can do so in so many other ways, such as finding us on YouTube and Twitch and all those other places and subscribing there. Uh, leave us a review on whatever service you happen to use to catch us on. And uh, you can always shoot us an email or a text. It's a uh, mailbag at utahiocast.com or 347-669-3377. Or if you don't want to know the numbers, it's dip now derp is the, uh, is the, the 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 name for that phone line there. So we're always happy to hear from you all. Uh, but with that, it's time for me to bring episode number 358 to a merciful close. And remember, everyone, you're welcome. And I don't have anybody else to say any of the other lines, so I'm just going to go ahead and hit stop recording. folks there comes a time every episode where i feel like i need to uh give some people a a chance to thank them for their patronage of the show over the last couple of months sorry i didn't get didn't get to it last week i uh 
I ran into an issue where I played too many video games before I started editing the show, so I, uh, I ran out of time in order for me to record the thing, so I do apologize for that. So let's go ahead and get to those list of patrons that do continue to contribute to the show every month, and I really do appreciate every single one of you who do so. Uh, let's see, we have a new patron uh, who's an old patron, Loki120. Thank you so much for that. Uh, we have Andrea Brooks, Becky Scott Fairley, Bethany Ring, Hugh Robinson, James Russell, Cash Framke, Mark Layton, Randall Gaz, Robert X, Susan Turpin, The Godless Revolution, Timothy Smith, Winter Solstice 93, Andre Skabinski, Arizona Atheist, Azozio, Ben Roberts, Divine Disbelief, Dr. Rick Boddicker, Elcor420, Gary Gerfin, Gina, or is it Gina? Let me know. Glenn Albus, Henry Hutanen, Hylian Monkeys, J.LX2, Keith Young, Kimberly Kellogg, Kyle Johnson, Lotta Nilsson, Mark Cecil, Michael Murphy, Rob Fosters, Ryan Stevenson, Satan's Little Monkey, Seller Monstrosity, Trickster, and Jason Reed. We have Bicycle Legs, Brooke Moffat, Bitewise Marissa, Cecilia Antonio, Corey Vanderpool, GRX, Hellbound Hillbilly, Jay, Karen Sheets, Lady Kiva Lagos is my spirit guide, Mary Dunlop, Michael Smuda, Mike Yoakum, Angus Draco Fergus. Let's see, we have Ray, Rudass Yankee, Rosabelle Howden, Terry Tryon, the Custodial Humanist, and Tinfoil Hat Society. Uh, I haven't looked at patron, Patreon in a little bit, so if your uh, name has changed, I'm sorry I haven't caught on to it. And I'm saying that because this person is known to change their name quite often. A noble spirit embiggens the smallest man. A perfectly cromulent statement. Thank you, uh, Jebediah Obadiah Springfield, for that one. Um, Anwin Davies, Bob K, CPT Miller 132, Fire Shard, Jartan Rayan, Michael Lundgren. Oh, so this is how you change your name. Peter Magnuson, Philip Anderson, Stephen Andrus, Any Mouse and Friends, Big Sky 1889, Grand Priapism, Joseph, Mikey Famine, Peter Hockley, F Philip Jessup, and Justice Southern Atheist Gentleman. And also at the very end here, we have Pedro Escobar. Thank you all so much for your continued support of the show. And I'm not going to keep you any longer because I need to get this out to you. And uh, I hope you have a wonderful week. I don't know who's going to be on next week because I... I'm a host that's not in control of his show. But anyway, uh, I hope you tune in next week to check us out, and I will see you then. Have a good week, everybody. We'll see you later.